This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm here, Matt, Matt Wenchel, with Justin, the package JG. And we're going to talk about this Warriors-Mavs game. Warriors lost, so still not great for their away record because I need people to stop talking about it now which they're never going to stop no matter once they even get back on track it's going to be like you know they had a rough start to the season you know like it's just going to be one of those things now that will linger for the entire season because all night tonight they were just like yeah you know they have like the Mavs are only one of the only two teams that have like a worse road record than them and they've been struggling like do you guys even like I'm fine with saying the Warriors are struggling, but like, do you actually look and see what the fuck was going on? Like, this is not the same as them. So like, this is just like a regular road loss. This isn't a continuation of them struggling on the road. And it's just like, they don't know how to make that distinction on the air. So it was annoying me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially after a convincing road win against Minnesota, um, we knew what type of game this was going to be with Dallas desperate to get a win um, it's kind of like game four of the West Conference Finals last year, where it's like they they, they don't want to go out on their home court last year. They they hit 23s in this game. I don't know how many threes they hit exactly, but role players playing out of their mind. Tim Hardaway Jr. found his jumper out of nowhere. He can't shoot the whole season. Now he can shoot. Right. Um, Josh Green hitting dagger threes and tough contested layups and, and crunch time and stuff like that. It's like, all right, y'all, y'all got it. Like, you know. I don't think the Warriors were going to go out there with a balls to the wall, like back against the wall type of intensity um, on no. the road for this game. So, And they weren't playing is. Chris to start. I mean, they got into that big deficit to start the game. Um, that second unit actually like really got them back in it. Mm-hmm. Lamb played well tonight. So, of course, the goofy people are in my mentions like, oh, you're Lamb. I don't care if Lamb scores 30 points. Y'all never going to get me to say nice things about him. So... I don't want him on the team. I don't care. <laughs> so they were like in my mentions, like, oh, he heard you. Um, but he was he was really solid for them in his play tonight. Um, for most of the minutes he played. I mean, he just does the right things, you know, like, um, and le- like let's cause this is gonna be a thing all season. So people who are new to the podcast or maybe don't follow me on Twitter. So, you know, Anthony Lamb was accused of sexual assault, right? And so, like, the fan base is somewhat divided on this. Like, some people are not comfortable with the fact that he has those allegations against him and that he's on the squad. I fall into the camp of being one of those people. So my preference, I don't care that he's not convicted. I care that he's accused. I care that there's just a lot out there that we don't know. 
Um, and so I'm not going to just be like, you know, F him and say all kinds of bad things about him. But I would just prefer that, like, until that was resolved, that he wasn't on the Warriors squad. So you're not going to catch me, like, cheering for him and going crazy for him. And that's just me. That being said, I can also acknowledge that he plays well within the system. Um, I didn't think, I didn't think that, like, when he was just like seeing all those minutes and like Kaminga couldn't get on the court and other people, I didn't love that, but Kaminga seems to have worked himself into the rotation. So um Lamb did play well tonight. He was part of like that second unit that kind of like led the charge to help them get back into the game after deficit. I mean, they started like playing better anyway. Um, But then the second unit, like they, you know, I mean, I think he helped to get the lead or tie the game. I can't remember, but he hit like a big shot. He got a lot of rebounds. Um, he had a couple of big threes. He just did a lot of good things on the court tonight. Um, you know, Clay's shot wasn't like falling, falling most of the night. Jordan still really isn't hitting open threes. Um, mm-hmm. This had to be like a game that had like so many travel calls that I've, you know, whatever. Um, and Steph also, it wasn't like his best. I mean, I know he had like 30 something, right? 31, 30 something, but it wasn't his best like game, just like performance. So, you know, when they show up like that, you know, and they're not like fully, fully dialed in. Um, Andrew Wiggins really was like bricking a lot of shots in the beginning, didn't sort of get going. So, you know, Dallas had all of the momentum and for it to still come down to basically a single possession at the end of the game where Clay got the cleanest, cleanest of looks <laughs> for that last shot. Like he literally could have tied that up. I mm-hmm. mean, other than the other than the Steph travel um, where he really should have drove, all the looks they got, like the last six or seven looks they got were either open or just really good looks that you can get in, in crunch time. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't really ask for a better better execution. But it's just you would you would hope the shot making is a little bit better. But it's a role game in November, so yeah, I would just still like to see them rely a little bit more on defense because for many stretches of the game, it was just like shot for shot, which, like, yes, I understand it's fun to watch, but, like, I feel like if they would have locked down and put the clamps on on defense, like, like Dallas's players are not that good. They're they're mm-hmm. really not that good offensively. And, um, and so I think sometimes where I have concern is, like, can they do that? Like, can we play that kind of defense? You know, you and I were talking a little bit, like, off air before we started recording, but, you know, like, Totally agree with everyone. Like, Steph didn't need that three. He should have drove. But also that, like, I sometimes think, and I don't know, in this case, we'll see what he says post-game, because he admitted that, I think it was in the Charlotte game, that he was, like, doing a little hero ball. And so he might say that again. But I also think, you know, some of the calculation is, like, we're on the road, don't want to go to OT. There's Luca on the other end, right? Like, you you know, like, you just may not be able to get, like, the stops you need. And so... um I mean, regardless, I know, like, they would have only been up one, even if he made that three. But still, like, um, it's a different scenario, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think they definitely consider stuff like that. Um, you can you can see it when Clay's shot was off. They were just kind of like, all right, like, it is what it is, you know. And then the standings in the West is so jumbled up that one loss here or there isn't going to, like, make a break your chances to, you know, climb up the standings, you know, as long as they, you know, win 
least three of the next four or five games, they should be in good position um, before they have like a, I think a major road trip coming up, but yeah. They have, they have Chicago and um, Houston, but those are back-to-backs and I don't know. I feel like Kerr, Kerr has to get a little bit above 500 before all this just like continuing to sit people because like, then we're just mm-hmm. going to like get one game over 500 and then go back down to 500. You know what I mean? I feel right. like he needs to get like a little bit of a like, cause now they're back to 500, right? They were only one game over 500 and the loss tonight right. put them back at 500. So I don't know. I hope they play this back to back because it's at home too, you know, cause they have like Chicago, Houston back to back Friday and Saturday. And then those are like two winnable games. So like, I don't see a reason to like just forfeit them to mm-hmm. forfeit them, you know, um, because they have a tough road trip coming up. So I feel like stack those two wins. You have Indiana at home, which actually I don't think will be an easy game, but you have Indiana coming. So that's three home games, and they've been great, though, at home. They got Utah again on the road, and then they have Boston coming into town, also not going to be easy, but they have two games off before that two days off before that. So it's 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 Chicago Friday, this coming Friday, Houston Saturday, the next week, Monday, Indiana, Wednesday, away, Utah, at home, Boston, on Saturday, next Saturday, not this coming Saturday, before they go on a basically two-week road trip before Christmas. They have six games on the road. Okay. That includes two back-to-backs. Milwaukee, Indy, Milwaukee, Indy, New York, Brooklyn. Those are back-to-backs during that. Um, And then they have a few days off before Christmas. Okay. Um, Well, the the games before that two-week road trip seem – it's a nice little slate of games, I think, if they take them seriously. You know, Boston's obviously been playing the best team in the league so far this year, so that'll be a tough game. But at least they have two days to prepare for that one. But, you know, Clay's probably going to sit the back-to-back, um, the second half of the back-to-back against Houston. But if they play their guys and they take care of business early, um, Chicago should be a relatively easy win. Um, Houston should be a super easy win if they just take care of business early. Um, Indiana's been playing well, but that should be an easy win, to be honest. They just they, – they got some good players, but, you know, if the Warriors just come in and say, we're going to just beat y'all, they should beat them. Um and, yeah, they have a little bit of momentum before they go into uh, Boston. You know, they should go and beat Utah again. I don't think Utah – I think Utah is just kind of coming back down to earth. You know, just a bad matchup for Utah. Um, as we saw, like, Draymond and just they, – their passing is just going to eat them alive again. So, But they have the altitude and role players playing at home. So it'll probably be a closer game. That's true. Yeah, it, it'll probably be a closer game. But hopefully they, they win that one and then they, they – can have some momentum before they go um, and play Boston at home, but because that's going to be a huge game, obviously. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be, see. It that should be nice if they could win that next five um, before they go on that road trip, because I know Kerr's probably going to want to rest guys, and they'd be like five games over, you know, mm-hmm. five games over 500. 500. Yeah. Yeah. But even if they lose one of the next five, that would still be four games over 500. So 
Um, let's see. Yeah, I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you see a game like tonight where they didn't play their best, they still had a chance to win, and the other team is is playing with desperation. It's usually a good sign. Um, you know, obviously, you don't want to sugarcoat any losses, but it is a regular. It is an eighty-two game season, and you want to take the positives from from all the losses and all the games that you can. And yeah, they gave themselves a chance to win with guys not shooting well. They were blistering hot for the last few games, um, and they were they were balanced to have a game where they're not really shooting as well. And they were right there. You know, Rokas stepped up. Kaminga had probably had his best game of the season. Um, double double, fourteen and ten. He was trying his best to hound Luca as much as he can. Luca's just obviously an amazing player, and it's really hard to, to stop him. He did a really good job, though, on Luca, And, like, it's not even about the stops, but it's just, like, not jumping, not biting, like, just, you know, right. keeping Forcing the Forcing them to on pass a lot. Yes. For sure. For sure. And that's that's the potential that, that we've seen from since he came in the league, right? It's really hard to get by him, really hard to just body him up. Um, he Once his IQ just keeps growing and growing, he's already pretty good, like you said, on staying down and not falling for a lot of fakes and stuff like that. But once he gets even better at it and – he gets a little bit stronger and stuff like that. You can see him being one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, you know, and then he shows some of his help side chops with just some of the shots that he challenges at the rim with that athleticism and, you know, rebounding and just kind of having, having an impact on the game that you would expect him to have with his athletic gifts. So um, he's been getting better and better. Each game is, is a good thing to see. He'll be good to go for the postseason. They keep playing him like this now. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, I mean, he would still role. probably be like later in the rotation, you think? But like, what kind of minutes potentially could you see him having like in the postseason? Um, somewhere probably with right now, probably in the ten to twelve minute range, like two good rotations come in, play defense. You know, when they, if they match up against a Dallas or against Memphis or something like that, and they say, "Look, your your role for the next rotation four or five minutes is to just guard Josh, to guard Luca." 94 feet, make sure you eat up some of their shot clock so they got to, you know, get into their sets real quick, which is going to force them to um, have a higher chance of turning the ball over or taking a quick shot. Um, stuff like that is super valuable in, in the postseason because every possession is valuable. So if he can come in and play that role, be kind of like the the ball hawk and then on defense, crashing the glass, on offense, screening and rolling and just using his athleticism to force the, uh, the defense to – react to him and create open shots for his teammates and just finish all the easy ones he does get, um, then he can have a, a really good impact. Uh, it's it's kind of what you saw. Like we, we keep bringing it back to Gary last year. That's exactly what his role was, right? Play extremely hard, guard the other team's best player, a best perimeter player, and just finish everything in, in the basket. Right. Um, so that's easy Avenue for, for Joku to have a big impact. Um. The one thing I'd like him to get better at is free throws just because, like, he has so many, um, like, he can just draw fouls so easily. Like, he has so many, like, mismatch opportunities. And, and even if he doesn't, like, score, like, trying to attack, like, he just gets called for fouls. But he's not converting. So I think he had maybe four shots tonight I think he got got there two and he went one right one for four so you know it's weird because like sometimes he has games where he makes like most of them but I would just like him to kind of get a little bit more 
consistent. I don't expect him to be 90%, but like right. 75 to 80. Yeah. I mean, 80 might be pushing a little bit, but somewhere <laughs> in the 70 to 75 range, just make three out of four, you know, or if, like, obviously seven out of 10, that would be great. Um, if he gets 10 free throws, that would mean he's, he's playing really right. well. But <laughs> make three out of four and, and they're good. Or some games, obviously four out of four and some games, two out of four. That's cool. Right. Um, and it's, it's a rhythm thing, you know, once, cause he's, like you say, he draws so many fouls. So it's only a matter of minutes. Um, the more minutes he plays, the more fouls he's going to draw, the better rhythm he's going to be in. Um, and that goes for his three point shot too. You know, we, we saw you hit that, that big shot in the Thank corner. You. Um, I think that's the type of player that, that he is. He's like the, the more he plays, the more he gets acclimated and, and comfortable, um, the better his game shines through. So I don't think he's a bad shooter really. I mean, like he's not like a shooter, but he's not a complete brick. You know right. what I mean? Like he's shown even last year, he had a stretch of, I want to say about 20 something games where he was shooting mid thirties, high thirties from three on, yeah. on, on low volume, but respectable volume. So uh, yeah, I think it's just a matter of reps for him. Yeah. He's definitely not afraid of the moment. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, he's, he's essentially embodied the warriors. Like, ethos since he's since he's been there right they obviously had their questions about like his his work ethic and all that type of stuff the rumors that come up about that but when it comes to like playing on the court super competitive not afraid of the moment aggressive plays with physicality can play can scale up and down positions as far as on defense stuff like that that's the type of stuff that the warriors have been made of for the entirety of this dynasty so he it's not a surprise that he fits right in yeah okay why don't we break right here and then come back with more you guys are tuned into golden spaces with justin and nat we'll be right back ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. We're back. You're tuned into Golden Spaces, Justin and Matt. We begin into conversations like while we're not recording and then be forgetting that we need to have this for the pod. So (laughs) 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 we're going to run it. (laughs) It's one of them nights, yo. Like, 
no parlays tonight, Justin? Oh, they're all cooked. All cooked. I had a few. I had a few, but they all cooked. Um, you know why I, that happened, right? Chill, chill, chill. Relax, relax. I'm just asking if you know why. I'm not going to tell the people. I'm just asking if you know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know why, actually. Uh, but, okay. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, had, I had Team USA on there. I had a few. I had a few. Um, I was one of the USA players I needed to score was injured and didn't score. So that cooked a few of my parlays right there. Cause I added that in there and the Warriors one is cooked too. Cause obviously I picked the Warriors to win. Um, and I picked clay to have a better scoring game, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. There'll be other nights. Yeah. I mean, we were saying that it was kind of like an odd sort of night tonight. Like the, the bench kind of had like a better plus minus, right. than like the starters and way better. And, um, I was talking about like just Steph when he came back in in the fourth, he didn't seem sharp. Like at times it didn't like in the beginning, like by the end, like he started like shooting and do it, but it, it seemed like he didn't want to shoot. He was passing a lot. And I was like, Steph, like, what are you doing? So it was just like sort of a weird game. Clay didn't take that many shots. And while some of them didn't fall, it's just like very unlike Clay. So just a lot of like weirdness tonight, I think all around you know what what were you seeing yeah i definitely saw a lot of that um it just felt like you know steph wasn't as decisive as he usually is where he's just like i'm gonna make this move and we're gonna we're gonna play off of that it was kind of like do i make this do i do this like oh, i'm a step back pump fake i'm gonna shuffle my feet a little bit was um, it something dallas was doing was it something about the defense and the way they were guarding him or was it um, him? Because I didn't um, see anything that they were doing. Yeah, at this point in his career, it's usually always him, right? He, there's no defense he hasn't seen. There's no type of player or coverage that he hasn't seen. So uh, hasn't seen 10 times over in the highest stakes of basketball, you know what I mean? So it's it's embedded in his brain how to play against these type of defenses. Um, and some days he's a little bit more sharp. Some days he's not. He's human, you know. So whether it's a rhythm thing or whether it's a focus thing, uh, some days he, some nights he doesn't have it. Some nights he does have it. Um, but yeah, I think tonight he just was a little bit off rhythm wise. Uh, a few of his threes just, you know, that he usually had been hitting just didn't go down. Um, you know, even Jordan, he was kind of back to his like over dribbling and stuff like that. So I do think it was just oh a weird game gosh. overall, so even annoying. though Jordan, Jordan, I mean, they did win their minutes pretty convincingly. The bench did, but. Um, the starters, it just seemed like they were just a little, a little out of sync um, with themselves. But Kevin Looney was like in the beginning of the game for like a good stretch of the game, the only per- the only player who had scored for like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> the first like eight or nine minutes, or however long it was. Um, yeah, I mean the bench did like I touched on it a little bit earlier, but like if you want to expound on it, like the bench was great tonight. But Jordan was still annoying with the dribbling because it was like, who was that who was defending him? Like on that one play, like two times, he kept trying to like do too much. And the guy just mm. kept like stripping the ball. And I'm like, come on, man, like get it together. Yeah, it was Josh Green. He's he's playing well. You know, he's one of those young players that's kind of coming into his own as scrappy, you know, kind of do it all type of player. But yeah, I think definitely Jordan was making it a little bit easier for Green to you know, affect his game just by, again, not being as decisive, 
um, trying to do a little bit too much. He started slipping and, and stuff like that. Um, then he, I believe he hit, he hit those two flagrant free throws after Dinwiddie elbowed him. Um, and then he went for a big three and missed it. Um, but that's the type of shot that you want him to take. And eventually they'll start falling. And once they'll start falling, then it's going to be, I think his game is just going to, you know, be a lot more fluid because he'll, he won't have to second guess whether or not he needs to shoot a three or whatever the case may be, you know? So when you're out of rhythm shooting wise, it definitely affects the rest of your game uh, offensively. And, you know, it's just a matter of time because he's too good of a shooter to continue to not shoot the ball that well. Right. Um, Bench unit or second unit, however you want to call it, with the addition of Draymond and Andrew Wiggins, they're coming along, though. I mean, they they help us get back in the game, I think, take the lead. Um, They're, you know, starting to perform. So, with that in mind, do you think, well, I know you think or still would think like they need to try to get like someone else like on the, on the bench, but do you think they are going to feel like secure enough with this that they feel like they don't have to make any moves? Um, that's a good question. I do think if they end up making a move, it'll be closer to the deadline. Um, so I guess we just have to see a longer sample size of how they perform, but I do think they need to add another front court player just as for the, for the, like, at least just for insurance, right. Just in case somebody on, you know, God forbid gets injured or has to miss some time for whatever reason, they need another front court player because essentially I feel like for some size too, they're still struggling out there sometimes with rebounding. And I just, yeah. I mean, we, they have to team rebound. I get it. The team is smaller, but like just sometimes I'm just like, why can't you get that rebound? And I'm like, cause you're smaller. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> we're just not like, you know, playing properly. Like, you know, the effort isn't there or they're not boxing out. Like, I'm not talking about those. I'm just saying sometimes like when they're, when they're down there and they're fighting and they just still don't get it. Like sometimes, yeah, like the ball just doesn't go your way, but sometimes it's just straight up. Like, like there was like at that, at the end of, I want to say it was the half, like right before they went into the third and they had got the lead down, or was it the first? I can't remember if it was the first or the half, but no, because I think by when they were going into the half, it was like a one-point game. So I think it was going into the second quarter, and, like, they had, like, got it down to 10. And then, like, it was like, okay, can you get, like, a stop? And I think they did get the stop or whatever, but then, like, I think it was Luca. Someone shot it, but, like, Luca just grabbed the, the rebound. Like, Steph was, like, right there with him, but, like, I mean, mm. it was just bigger, and he got the rebound. And so... I mean, a bench player wouldn't be in at that point, but there's just, like, other times in the game that I saw, like, the size affect them a little bit. Yeah. They they need a little bit more strength on the inside, for sure. Um, Joku had 10 rebounds tonight. but Athleticism rebounds, offensive rebounds. You know, the da- Dallas Mavericks are they, – they give up uh, a good amount of offensive rebounds anyway. So, against the bigger teams that are even better rebounding teams in Dallas, it, it could – be an issue so i definitely think for for plenty of reasons they need to get a front court player still to kind of bolster that bench up Hmm. i see a lot of people now advocating for jay crowder they've seen to move off purtle and they're on to jay crowder uh i'm cool with either one to be honest um i just think jay crowder probably fits what the warriors do a little bit more just because he's a wing like he's a big wing um so and he's he's a little bit more scalable as far as lineups go. 
you know, because he can stretch the floor a little bit. He can pass, you know, he can play team basketball. He can play team defense. He can switch a little bit more, obviously, than the Pirtle can. So he fits the Warriors' uh, like strategy a little bit better. But I'll be cool with either one. You know what I mean? Uh, Pirtle and Looney is a pretty good, uh, you know, center core right there. Two centers that you can have essentially 40 minutes a game of elite defense uh, on the inside. And then you obviously have your stretches where Draymond is the center. So, yeah, either one's good. I just sort of feel like if you're bringing a player like Jay Crowder in or even a Pirtle, they're not going to just be like some 10th, 11th fringe player. They're going to get minutes. And I just worry about working someone like that in so late. Like February feels late to me. I feel like you'd want them in sooner rather than later. Yeah. May. Yeah. It depends. It depends. Um, I do think, you know, if everyone's healthy around that time, you do have a good amount of games, especially after the all-star break with teams start to ramp up, where you can really, you know, integrate them in and, and see, you know, what you can get from them, especially if you're not satisfied with something that's going on with your bench and you say, we really need this piece. You bring somebody in and they just, they will have an immediate opportunity to come in and immediately help. So if they get to that point in the season and they feel comfortable with what they got, uh, they probably won't make a swing for the fences like that. But if they, you know, if they still have issues with physicality inside and maybe Jamichael isn't playing that well and, you know, they, they just really need another piece. They say, hey, whatever, whoever they bring in, this is what we do. Um, your role isn't going to be that hard. Just step in and, you know, and they won't trade for anybody that's going to be difficult to integrate, I don't think. So I, I would trust it. I don't think it would be too late in February. I think I'm going to start praying for Jermichael Green's shop to come back. I mean, it would be such a <laughs> helpful thing. I'm not even joking, y'all. Don't judge me. But, yeah, I'm just like. And by the way, you know, when I be just talking, just hit one out of three. Just hit one yeah. out of three, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, it's crazy, right? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. So we're going to see the Mavericks again. You know, I think. I mean, look, Steph overall, you look at the the box score, he did have four turnovers, but, you know, he had a solid night, I suppose. Um, but mm-hmm. Luka definitely, like, you know, played better than him in this game. There are two people, two players in the MVP race. We talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Um, so we know one of the things, you like, if, if, if voters were just, like, fair... And doing MVP voting properly, the head-to-head matchup between two MVP candidates really shouldn't matter. It should just matter ultimately, like, looking at the season. But we know that's not how things are. And so they look at 
who won the head-to-head matchups. And honestly, it just goes by recency bias, right? Like, Luca could win two out of the three, but in the third one, if Steph, mm-hmm. like, just goes off and looks crazy, it's like, oh, you know, like, they just mm-hmm. look at the last one, right? And so, but... You know, at least for like early in the game and kind of like the first few quarters, it was like just like a not like a full back and forth between them, but you were kind of getting a show from the two stars. And so um we see the Mavericks again, and that will be at home in February. And so definitely, I'm sure like, look, we know the stars circle these dates on their calendars. They get up for these games. Right. So. Um, Tatum even said it like the other night when he, him and Luca, you know, um, when the Mavs played the Celtics and, you know, Tatum had that block on him and he mm-hmm. went off that game. Luca went off that game. So like they get up for each other. Um, but Dallas comes to, to, to chase on February 4th, February 4th. That's a Saturday. Um, so. I'm expecting Steph to handle his business and the Warriors to get a win, and he needs to do that. And then they'll go back to Dallas for the last game um, for their regular season series, March 22nd, which is by then we'll know who, like, it'll be like, you know, we'll pretty much kind of know who the MVP is probably likely going to be, but there'll be some things that can usually tip things. In, in the scale for one or the other. And I'm expecting, you know, Steph to be a top three MVP candidate by the end of the season. Same here. Um, yeah, if he continues on the trajectory that, or he just continues playing like he's been playing all season and they rack up wins and get to a top three seed or a top four seed in the conference, I definitely think they'll probably be top three just because the way the conference is set up right now as far as, Standings. I think they'll climb up. Um, if he's there and Lucas somewhere around sixth in the conference, he'll have that edge. Um, and obviously he'll have some stats edge. You know, Lucas have, will have probably more counting stats and stuff will have the impact and the efficiency stats and stuff like that. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be a good race. But. but see, that's the thing. It's like Luca will have the counting stats, but not drastically, right? It's not like a, you know, they're the two leading scorers right now in the NBA. Um, two leading rebounding, like, point guards. I don't know why sometimes you consider Luca a point guard, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, obviously he's going to have more. But it's 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 not like a year where Steph is, like, only averaging, like, 27 points. And I say only averaging because now we, like, discount that, right? But, like, they're both over 30 points. Steph is, like, actually averaging a lot of rebounds this year you know his assist totals are up so it won't be like this giant disparity is what i'm saying in the counting stats that's true that's true it will be a giant disparity in efficiency though most likely right that's what i'm saying like steph's efficiency (laughs) stats stats will be way better than lucas yeah yeah impact i mean his on offs will probably be way better and, and all that type of stuff too so i mean he's a better player so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the impact stats are probably going to be in Steph's favor. Um, Better player. I don't know why be. people still fight that premise. Like, to me, it's so clear as day. And yet, Stan Van Gundy is on TV tonight. Like, I think Luca is the best all around offensive player in the NBA. Seriously? Of course he does. Fucking moron. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I 
like the stupid shit annoys me. Like, let me just count through all the stupid things that were said today on the broadcast. Like, no, like he's not a moron, but like, it just, they say things to me that are just so ridiculous. Like Charles Barkley says today that Andrew Wiggins having a good season, not as good as last year, but a good season. Like that is just like factually incorrect. Like every fucking, the most basic of counting stats dispute that because we know they don't look any deeper like what are you what are you talking about charles right what the hell are you talking about (laughs) charles a funny dude he i mean i'm pretty sure he's said that he don't really watch the games like that he has but Um, it's just like are you serious right now oh and then ernie gets on tv and he goes oh um do you think because of the Warriors record, that's why Steph isn't getting more MVP buzz? The fuck out of here. Luca gets MVP buzz and they're on their fucking right. 500 right now. Like, what are you right. saying? And Tatum is at the <laughs> top of the goddamn standings in Boston. Best team record in the NBA. And y'all don't say zip about him. Right. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> People were so funny, especially like major, major media. Um, they'll they'll ask a question like, "Why is it? Why is this the case when they are the reason why it's the you case?" You are the reason. <laughs> like, what what are we doing here? Why aren't they getting? Why is the stuff getting more love? Well, you clearly have a platform and a voice to give him more love, so you should probably do that, buddy. That I mean, is that's this, why when people ask me and they're just like, "Oh, I said I'm not here to talk about LeBron James. I'm not here to talk about other. Well, I'll talk about other players who I like. You know." By the way, other players I like are Kawhi and Paul George. And, like, those two guys just don't want to ever play again. Um, I am a big De'Aaron Fox person as well. So I have a certain type of player. Yeah. So um, it is not the LeBrons and Lucas of the fucking world, though. I'll tell you that much. So, um, yeah. So I'm just like, no, okay. Those people have their people. I'm Steph's people. I'm here to talk about what he does, not these other people. Facts. Shit, if we don't do it, who else is going to? Right. Exactly. Shaq, Shaq maybe. Shaq, That's it, though. Yes. That's it. And who still won't go all the way. He's just like, yeah, you know, best shooter. He's my favorite player. player. Favorite player. Best best player under 6'6", six, six, under the rim. Like, the fuck? Enough with all these goddamn qualifications. <laughs> you know how they I'm do taking stuff. Steph over you, Shaq, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if they play together, that'd be crazy. Though. Oh, that would be insane for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, um, I was about to call you Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I taught him everything you know, so might as well. Is that right? Is that right? Okay. <laughs> All right, Justin. Do we have anything else we want to get into before we wrap? Nah, let's get another win streak going uh, with these next few games before they see Boston. And shit, add Boston to the win streak too. For real, word. Like, I really, you know, they're going to show up for the Boston game. Like, both of those teams are going to show up. Finals rematch. So, that game is going to be lit. Yes. We know that. I don't even, what's crazy is that Boston is the best offense right now. Their defense is not what it was last season. Um, we know that since the Warriors have made changes, they're top 10 in both offense and defense. So, um, but I don't even think the Celtics are top 10 in defense. They're like, I want to say 13 or 14. Last time I checked, they were 15th overall. Yeah. They're somewhere, they're somewhere around mid-level. They're cruising. 
Yeah, I mean, but we know that they have the ability to lock in and play defense, right? And they are cool. missing their rim protector. So um, that's going to be a really good game. Yes. And I'm also happy to announce that I will also be going to the game in Boston when the Warriors um, Damn. come to town. I'll let y'all know what some other games I'm going to, but I ain't going to tell people too much because y'all need to know my business like that. But yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm going to that game. So that's, I'm excited about that. But that, that ain't till January, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be lit. Probably, I mean, I'm going to the, when they come to see DC or when they come to DC. So hopefully they don't rest people on that back to back. Like they've done the last few years, or well, Steph was hurt, I think, at that point last year. MLK, so they're gonna do it for Need the king. It. They're gonna do it for Dr. King. <laughs> do it for Dr. King. <laughs> got to, they got to. They got to. Do they still do White House visits? Um, they they might bring it back. They might bring it back. I don't know. I mean, they, I know they weren't. I mean, they definitely weren't doing it with Donald Trump, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, like if they do a White House visit, it'll and it'll make them more juice to play. Like they won't sit them. Well, they have a game the night before, right? And that's in Chicago, and so they got to fly. But there's two days, like after the game in DC, before they go on their to their next game. So I'm like, mm. they could, I guess, go to the White House like the day after. Um, I'm just, I'm really hoping Dr. King's spirit will get into them. They're like, Mm-mm, you're not going to rest them on my holiday. So you better, if you're going to rest, it better be the night before. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, goodness. Would have helped if that was like a televised game. Why are they playing the Wizards, bro? We couldn't get a better matchup on MLK. <laughs> the Wizards have been playing well. Porzingis just dropped 40 last night. They have. They have. All right. For you, I want it, though. So MLK, that's it. I'm calling it. I'm claiming it. They're playing that night. Exactly. The All full right. team. Full squad. Maybe maybe not Clay because he don't, he don't play back-to-back second night. But No disrespect to Killa, but we can live with Clay not playing. But if everyone else plays. <laughs> right. We prefer him on the court, but we can live exactly, with him. Exactly. But, and, we, and we expect him to not play back second night back-to-back. So. Right. Everybody else? Strap it up. Let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> It's too late. I'm having bad thoughts. So let me just, let's end anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Justin, always fun talking to you. Um, We'll be back on the winning track again soon. So um, there's a back-to-back this weekend, right? So I don't know, guys. We'll be back. Um, Which game? I don't know. Friday, Saturday. We figured that. Chicago, Houston, we don't know yet, but you'll get us back one of them games, all right? Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Take care, guys. Until next time, you're tuned into Golden Spaces. Justin and Nat, subscribe, follow. The handle is at Golden Spaces Pod. Mailbag is gswspaces at gmail.com. And that's all for today. Take care.